Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Carolina Weather Group. This is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. And tonight we are talking about Hurricane Zeta. Yeah, the long tropical season continues. And in some parts outside of Hurricane Isaias, Zeta looks to bring some major impacts to portions of North and South Carolina. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight as we go throughout the event we are live so if you have any questions pertaining to your area where you live maybe the impacts you're expecting feel free to drop those comments or questions on our facebook live periscope or twitch stream as well as the youtube live stream we'll be sure to monitor those or you can tweet them at us at carolina wx group we'll be sure to monitor those and try to get to as many questions as we can i want to bring in uh, meteorologist frank straight right now to give us the latest specifics on Hurricane Zeta. Frank? Well, we're still waiting for the uh, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern advisory right now, Scotty, but uh, as of 7 p.m., we still had 100 mile per hour winds uh, with Hurricane Zeta, uh, which was uh, located just to the southwest of uh, Slidell, Louisiana, and uh, starting to accelerate, already moving pretty fast, uh, heading to the northeast at about uh, 25 miles per hour. And uh, I'll show you the uh, satellite view here of uh, Hurricane Zeta showing it uh, trucking uh, right along here to the uh, northeast at a pretty rapid pace and uh, that's making a pretty good time here and we're already moving into Mississippi it looks like now according to satellite pictures and hopefully my computer's not freezing up there <laughs> but anyway uh, heading off to the northeast 25 miles an hour still producing mile an hour. This fast movement is going to take it to, uh, on a beeline to the Carolinas. We accelerate even farther and be bringing some serious impacts, as you alluded to, Scotty, with some uh, high winds and uh, heavy rainfall can potentially lead some flooding. Back to you, Scotty. I appreciate that update, Frank. I do want to get to uh, some of the uh, tropical storm warnings that we have right now. Uh, James, I'm not sure if we can get Frank, to Frank, I need you to stop your screen share there, buddy. Thank you very much, Scotty. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about some of those tropical storm warnings uh, that are ongoing right now. And James, I'm not sure if we got that graphic up that we can uh, pop up and show everyone what, uh, what we are looking at for tropic, uh, tropical storm warning wise. It's on the screen now. All right. Scotty. There we go. All right. Thank you. So right now uh, we have various uh, watches and warnings and advisories out for the area. And uh, as you can see right now, much of the, uh, Mountains, foothills, and Piedmont of North Carolina currently under that tropical storm warning. And that is for conditions, winds upwards of 39 miles per hour or greater. Uh, that's kind of what the advisory, it doesn't mean anything about wind, uh, rainfall, but this is uh, to deal with the winds. And you can see some pretty uh, uh, populated areas like Winston-Salem, Greensboro, High Point, down into the Charlotte metro area, uh, back towards Hickory, Asheville, up in the uh, mountains of North Carolina towards Boone and Asheville, even into the upstate of South Carolina. We have places like Greenville, Spartanburg, Clemson, all locations under this tropical storm warning. Little fun fact for you, uh, this is the second time that a tropical storm warning has been issued uh, for portions of the Western Carolinas and upstate, uh, North, uh, upstate South Carolina. The only other time was in 2018 during Hurricane Michael. So a pretty rare event. We don't see tropical storm warnings issued many times here in the Carolinas. So uh, we do in fact face that threat. And the biggest threat from 
uh, Zeta, as it moves through the Carolinas, will be the wind threat. And that's why we have these warnings up. I want to pass it over to my colleague, Evan Fisher, who will be talking about the wind. And Evan, uh, some substantial winds going to be blowing through the area uh, tonight throughout the uh, first part of uh, your Thursday throughout the Carolinas. Yeah, the winds are going to be one of the biggest headliners of this event. Uh, it's not very often that we see wind gusts, widespread wind gusts, above 40 and even 50 miles per hour uh, outside of the mountains. But that's what we're looking at over the next 12 to 18 hours. We're going to zero in on tomorrow morning, roughly 6 a.m. in the mountains to about 12 p.m., maybe even early afternoon uh, for some of the areas east of the mountains out towards Greensboro uh, and Raleigh. And we're going to see this system move through. And as it does, winds are going to pick up from southwest North Carolina, where we'll start seeing wind gusts up to 55 miles per hour. And then it's a, a wide swath of gusts, 55 miles per hour or stronger, will extend all the way up into uh, you know, western North Carolina, upstate South Carolina, central North Carolina, before moving out into Virginia. Uh, I think a lot of folks are going to be surprised by this event. Even up here in the mountains where we see wind events during the wintertime, those wind events occur during res relatively dry weather. And tomorrow, that's not going to be the case. We're going to see the strongest wind gusts uh, as the heaviest rain is falling. So it's going to be especially nasty. Um, I, I would not be surprised at all to see tens of thousands of power outages across the state, uh, across the states, pardon me, North and South Carolina by tomorrow afternoon and evening. One of the saving graces is that this storm is moving quickly. So that the time frame of strongest winds will only be about one to maybe one to three hours long. So this storm will get on out of here by evening, uh, but in that morning range, 6 a.m. to early afternoon uh, for Central North Carolina, 6 a.m. is more for the Western North Carolina side. Um, it's going to be roaring out there. You're definitely going to want to stay home if you can, stay off the roads, especially in the morning. I know there's been some school closures because of winds. Uh, you don't want to be out there and get stuck on a road in between fallen trees. It's not a good situation. So stay home. Uh, be prepared for power outages, and if you're on a well, fill the bathtub. All right, thank you for that, Evan. The wind threat a major impact, and also the saturated soil. A lot of rain has fallen today, so that's uh, just going to add on to the problem. I am going to talk about the rainfall. Evan kind of hinted on a little bit. This is a fast-moving system, uh, so we're not going to see the prolonged rain that we see normally with landfalling tropical systems here in the Carolinas, but we are going to see just enough rain that it could cause some issues. We have the rainfall graphic up here, and you can see the heaviest rainfall accumulations really confined to the mountains and foothills of North Carolina, anywhere between two to five, maybe even six inches possible in some locations, especially in those most favored upslope areas along the Blue Ridge Escarpment. Uh, that's Northern McDowell, Burke, Caldwell County into the Balsams, up into uh, the Black Mountain area, over towards Polk County, uh, down towards DuPont State Forest. Those places like that can really rack up on the rainfall. Uh, but a general two to five inches, two to six inches across the foothills and mountains, this will all fall in a fairly short amount of time. So that's why there is some concern for some flash flooding. Already a river flood warning issued for portions of the French Broad River. So uh, that rainfall will trickle down. I don't expect to see many river flood um, issues uh, later on throughout the week and the weekend. It's more of a primary flash flood threat. 
uh, as we get into the uh, Piedmont towards Charlotte, Concord, up into the Greensboro, Winston-Salem area, uh, even down towards uh, the Columbia area in South Carolina and the Midlands, uh, we could see anywhere between one to two, maybe three inches in some favored spots uh, where they kind of see these thunderstorms develop and we see heavier rainfall amounts there. So uh, flooding, not the primary threat there, uh, but we are going to see a lot of rain in a short amount of time. So we do have to worry about those flash flooding potentials, especially in the upstate of South Carolina, the mountains of North Carolina and the foothills and the kind of the interstate 40 corridor in North Carolina. Also, I uh, was on a teleconference earlier with the National Weather Service in Greenville Spartanburg, and they mentioned the threat of landslides. Uh, we could see a few of those happen. Uh, it's been fairly dry over the last 10 days, but the soil several inches uh, deep is still very moist. So we get a lot of heavy rainfall in a short amount of time. We could see some landslide uh, issues there. So that's something we'll keep in mind on. Flash flood watch up for portions of the mountains and the foothills. Uh, this is uh, covers places like Asheville, into Hickory, Morganton, up into the Boone area, even portions of the upstate of South Carolina. So again, that's where we expect to see the most flooding. But anywhere outside of that area, just be cognizant of the threat of heavy rain and seeing some flooding issues. And one more thing before we talk about tornadoes, uh, we have had a lot of leaves come down. So a lot of storm drains kind of covered, those gutters covered. Uh, I know it's kind of misty outside, but if you want to get outside right now, kind of clean out those storm drains from any leaf litter, sticks, things like that, that could also prevent flooding. Um, as this rainfall uh, washes off into the storm water uh, drain. So uh, flooding also a threat, but not as high as the wind threat. And another threat that we're going to be facing for this landfall of Zeta here in the uh, North Carolina, South Carolina area will be tornadoes. And I want to toss that over to Jordan as he gives us the latest update on that. Jordan? All right. Thanks, Scotty. Um, yeah, so there is going to be the threat of a few isolated, uh, potentially, you know, scattered tornadoes across the Carolinas. Uh, the SPC or Storm Prediction Center has much of central uh, North and South Carolina in a marginal risk or a threat level one out of five. Um, and this is going to be associated with obviously the track of Hurricane Zeta as it moves up. Uh, through the region, um, most of the tornado threat is going to be on the southern and eastern side of the track as uh, this is going to be an area where we see enhanced uh, instability with maybe a little bit of sunshine poking through and allowing uh, thunderstorms to develop. And also it's going to coincide with an area of enhanced wind shear associated with the system. Uh, so those two ingredients, as they come together, could produce a few tornadoes across the region. But it's also going to be a bit of a one-two punch. So after the uh, center of Zeta moves through, we're going to have um, a cold front come through behind the system. Uh, and that could also spark a little bit of severe weather as well. So we need to kind of keep an eye on this, you know, uh, two-pronged um, threat for uh, tornadoes across the region. And that second threat is going to be mostly across eastern North Carolina. So first prong starting out in the central portions of the Carolinas and then gradually moving to the east as we move uh, into Thursday evening and into the overnight hours. Uh, so I'll toss it back to you. Thank you, Jordan, for that. We do know with several land volumes, tropical systems, that tornado threat's always there. Hopefully it'll remain on the lower side. Um, Frank, I'll bring you back in. Uh, I believe we have uh, the uh, 9 p.m. Eastern update uh, on the specifics of Hurricane um, 
Zeta. Sorry, I lost the train of thought there. Uh, Frank, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, that new update is in. The maximum sustained winds have dropped a bit now. They're down to 90 miles an hour, uh, still moving to the northeast at 25 miles an hour. So it's uh, zipping along. And again, we expect that forward speed to increase a little further through the overnight hours. Uh, they also mentioned in the update that uh, the uh, station at Waveland, Mississippi, has had a gust to 104 miles an hour. All right, thank you for that, Frank. Evan, I believe you've been monitoring our social media accounts. Um, any questions out there that uh, we can answer for our viewers? Yeah, so we've got two requests, uh, one of them from Hudson, North Carolina, and one of them for the Conway area. Don't know if that's North or South Carolina, but I'll address both of them quickly. Uh, first, for Hudson, uh, tomorrow it's, you're going to be in an, a high-impact area. So assuming that is the Hudson that's located near Hickory, North Carolina, uh, you're going to be seeing gusts to 55-plus miles per hour generally in that morning time frame. So I'd say for your area, 8 a.m. to noon will be the highest impacts. Uh, generally one to three inches of rain in your area, but be looking for those high winds, those strong winds to be the biggest impact and potential power outages associated with that. Uh, for the Conway area, if that's South Carolina, I'm sorry, Lisa, I don't know which one you're talking about, but if that's South Carolina, you're not gonna be looking at too many impacts. You have some gusty winds in the afternoon, uh, but not too, uh, not too much rain. Now you will be on a, <clears throat> excuse me, a more favorable side of the storm for tornadoes. Um, so we have to watch that threat. Um, but once again, that tornado threat is low. Uh, so we'll monitor that for you. If it's the Conway, North Carolina, can be some slightly higher impacts, a gust 45 to 55 miles per hour and rainfall generally one to two inches. So those are the two questions that we've had so far. And I'll continue to monitor and bring in more questions uh, so send us your questions and we'll be sure to answer them. All right, thank you, Evan. One other thing we wanna hit on is the potential for power outages. Uh, it is a, a great thing to have uh, maybe some batteries, flashlight on standby. Uh, make sure that your cell phones are charged up throughout the night. It's also a good idea to have your weather radio program. So if there was a power outage and we were to see a tornado warning or a flash flood warning issued, you would be able to receive those alerts. So it's a good um, to have that NOAA weather radio. Uh, James, I know you have uh, been quiet. Anything else you can think of that we've not really hit on yet tonight? I think we hit on a lot of things, and I'm glad you brought up uh, the ways to get emergency notifications because you're going to want – several ways, uh, especially if you're uh, without electricity, you're going to want that battery powered radio. Sure, your cell phone will last for a little while and you may have your favorite app, but if your home Wi-Fi or your data connection is experiencing difficulty, good old fashioned analog is good as well. We had one additional comment that came in uh, via Periscope about Monroe. I presume Monroe, North Carolina, not far from where I am in Charlotte. Uh, we talked about some of those impacts here uh, for the Mecklenburg uh, County area where we do have uh, that tropical storm warning in effect. And in terms of what we're expecting for Monroe or for Union County, uh, we are expecting upwards of about an inch of rain, about 30 mile per hour winds, maybe slightly stronger gusts. Again, the strongest winds and the strongest rains uh, will be north of 85, uh, kind of along that the, a strip through the foothills, uh, give or take maybe that I-40 corridor as you make your way from the mountains into Greensboro. So uh, we won't have the direct impacts of, of the storm in, in Monroe as heavily as they will in other areas. But as you guys have been talking about, uh, we will be in that prime spot on that northeast quadrant where uh, we could see a brief spin-up tornado uh, either associated with Zeta as it moves on through 
through uh, or with the cold front that comes on through. And Scotty, as I toss it back to you, the only other random trivia fun fact uh, that I have to throw out there to let people know about is that Zeta is not the last alphabet in the Greek alphabet it's not the last letter in the greek alphabet um that question has come up now that we have found ourselves in the greek alphabet in this very active tropical season well what do we do next there are more letters this replaces c right yes a b c so zeta is the third name in the greek alphabet yeah i believe uh frank if you can hear me or jordan uh, evan uh, zach uh, i believe it was some talk on social media We've reached the point of 2005. We've kind of uh, won behind that year, maybe even tied, but we're, we're getting close to bringing some more records like uh, this 2020 tropical season has done so many times this year. Um, Evan, I believe you said we had one more question. Yeah, we had one more question for the Morganton Hickory area. Uh, and Scotty, since that's your home care, I'll let you take it. Sure, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. So I, I feel like, honestly, uh, this little strip of area, Morganton Hickory up to the Asheville Boone area, we're kind of in that primary zone where we're going to see the most impacts from this. We're going to see a lot of rainfall, uh, anywhere between two to five inches of rainfall, locally higher amounts. We could see some gusty winds anywhere. I'm forecasting anywhere between 45 to 55. Wouldn't be shocked if a few 60 mile per hour wind gusts maybe up in the mountains occurred. So uh, the prob- probability of seeing some power outages is, is fairly high. Uh, I think it's going to be a very disruptive day. Thankfully, it's going to be quick moving. So uh, anywhere between 6 a.m. and 2, 3 p.m. will be the primary time to see those impacts. And then we should start to see things calm down after that. But uh, the foothills in the impact zone, one of the highest impact zones for uh, Zeta as it moves through the area quickly tonight. So hopefully that answered your question. All right, guys. Well, um, anything else we want to add before uh, we, we kind of sign off for tonight? I'd like to add um, one thing. Um, I was just looking on uh, NOAA.gov, and it looks like, um, Sky, you're right, with, with Zeta being tied with uh, the 2005 uh, hurricane season. So our next storm, if we do have one, is uh, ETA, um, E-T-A. So... We still have a lot of Greek alphabet names to go through if we we end up doing that. But uh, yeah, we are going to, I think, surpass uh, the 2005 hurricane season list. So that's a good point. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but some of the models out there next week kind of showing a few areas of interest. And there we have it popped up already. There's already one area that's being monitored from the National Hurricane Center. So we definitely could break that record. Um, Evan, I would I would be remiss and ha- I hate to end this show without ending on a high note. We're talking about crazy weather with the tropics, but it is really going to feel like fall time this weekend over the Carolinas. And I even heard you in our chat say the S word. I did say the S word and I wouldn't be saying the S word, which is snow. So everyone is on the same page. Uh, if the National Weather Service wasn't also saying it. Um, I'm going to share my screen. I hope that's okay. James, holler at me if things start to go haywire. Um, But the National Weather Service is forecasting Mount Mitchell, the highest peak east of the Mississippi and the highest peak in North Carolina, for that matter, to go from tropical storm force winds to a slight chance of rain and snow in under 24 hours, Thursday evening to Friday morning. This weekend is going to be cool. I would say that next Monday will be cold. 
Um, we're going to go this weekend will be a nice transition back into fall weather. It'll feel cold, but I promise you, once we get to Monday morning, you look back on it and think, oh, that was nice. This is actually cold. Yeah, it looks like Monday morning could be the first widespread, widespread freeze that a lot of folks in western North Carolina, maybe in the upstate of South Carolina, will see. So, Tropical uh, weather team- to snow reminds me on an extreme scale of Hurricane Sandy. And yeah, I, know, I, I know Frank yeah. remembers that. Oh, yeah. I I, uh, I talked with a friend earlier. Um, we saw Zeta in the Gulf, and we saw those ice storm warnings in Oklahoma. And he texted me. He's like, has this ever happened? And I was like, the only other time I could think of would be like Sandy, where we had a winter element and a, and a tropical element kind of in the same area. That's right. And it was a major winter element, too. Some of the mountains in West Virginia had three feet of snow. And our mountains. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of snow in the North Carolina mountains, too, high up. Yeah, we had, I think Beach Mountain had up to two feet of snow, and Grandfather had guessed 105. So that was just an incredible, yeah. incredible event. <laughs> and funny, funny it be that it happened around this time of the year because we called them the Frankenstorm. It was around Halloween. So a lot of similarities in the weather world. You know, we see things kind of cycle every once in a while, and it seems like we, we've kind of seen that with Zeta again. So, uh, James, anything we uh, yep. want to add? I was just going to give uh, Frank an opportunity. I know he put a forecast together earlier, and Frank, I don't have the tape handy, but you're with us live now and uh, wasn't sure if you had anything to add about that weekend weather forecast across the region that folks at home should know about and maybe give them some hope for the weekend. Well, the good news is that it's going to be dry for a while once we get Zeta out of the way. Thank goodness, uh, because we're going to get another soaking from uh, Zeta here and uh, some wind as well. But uh, it looks as though uh, once we get past uh, Thursday evening, uh, the shower activity uh, starts to wind down, moves away, and uh, we get rid of the potential severe weather with that front too. And then behind it, it uh, turns cooler and drier. Uh, Chillier, I guess, would be the way to look at it for Friday through the weekend. Uh, there will be some chilly nights there, but it's not the real cold snap that we're going to get uh, going Sunday night into Monday. Uh, another cold front moves through then. It won't have a lot of moisture to work with, but there can be some shower activity, sprinkles there. And the mountains, uh, especially high up, there would be the potential for some uh, flurries at least. Uh, I think you may have to be above 4,000 feet to get the, uh, the, the flakes of snow, but uh, uh, you could well see them at those higher elevations. And it gets pretty windy for a time there, too. But uh, once we get rid of uh, or get that front through, uh, some very chilly air moves in, a genuine uh, Arctic air mass here, and it will give us our uh, first freeze of the year for a lot of places that haven't seen them already in the mountains. But uh, a lot of the western Carolinas, I think, will be seeing temperatures uh, dipping down to or below freezing. And, Scotty, I'll just add as we look ahead to uh, Tuesday, Election Day, although a lot of people uh, have already voted early. It'll be a very pleasant day to go out to the polls next Tuesday if you haven't yet voted, Scotty. There's no excuse weather-wise for you not to go out and vote. It's going to be a good day for that. That's right. A chilly start to the day. Maybe even cold is a better word for parts of the western Carolinas, but otherwise it looks uh, dry with the sun out uh, on Tuesday. And as a matter of fact, most of next week looks really quiet. We do get a gradual warm-up, and the temperatures could be above average by the end of next week, though it won't be as warm as we've been seeing the last few days, where it's felt you know, more like September and late summer. I Dylan say says this. bring out the chili. <laughs> <laughs> I would say this. It's safe to say after tomorrow, the leaf season's over with for the mountains and the foothills and probably the Piedmont. <laughs> yeah, it's the leaves have quickly been falling here in western North Carolina. Scotty can attest for the foothills that over the last five days, we've gone from beautiful leaves to a lot of uh, brown trees and uh, some burned leaves. Um, but absolutely right, Scotty. 
these leaves are going to be gone 24 hours from now. Yeah, yes. Which brings up another thing you have to think about. Wet leaves are slippery, so be careful driving around if you have to be Very out. True. Definitely. So we'll, we'll be here throughout the storm. We'll be providing updates. Um, we'll, uh, we'll let you know if there's anything that breaks out. If anything crazy happens tomorrow, I commend the station here, and we'll get you some updates out there. But uh, just stay safe out there. Be prepared. Uh, make sure that you have uh, your cell phone charged up and batteries, handheld radio, just in case that power was to go out. And we are going to leave with a look at Blowing Rock, a very foggy Blowing Rock. And we hope that you stay safe out there. Keep tuned. Uh, stay tuned with us on all of our social media platforms. We'll keep you updated. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you next time here on the Carolina Weather Group.